you are listening to Unleash Your Potential with Jane Timurbutter, and this is episode number one. Welcome to Unleash Your Potential, where we delve into the world of mindsets and how shifting it can help you unleash your full potential. Each episode, we guide you on a journey of self-discovery, growth, and empowerment to help you unlock your innate abilities, overcome limiting beliefs, and achieve your ultimate goals. So. Sit back, relax, and get ready to unleash your full potential on this exciting journey of self-discovery. Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to my podcast. So this is my very first episode, so welcome, welcome. And this is the start of the year. I wanted to start off my podcast with the topic of goal setting. When I'm recording this, this is January, so I'm going through my annual goal setting and I know a lot of people are going through that. And if you're listening to this after this or just mid-year, end of year, it doesn't matter. You can always set new goals whenever you want. I just want you to kind of listen to it and think about the approach that I will talk about on this podcast and the next time that you set goals for yourself, I invite you to use some of my techniques and advice and tips and tricks to make sure that your goals are set with good intentions and are holistic and sustainable for you. The reason I wanted to really talk about setting goals that are holistic and sustainable is that I've noticed in my past that I was setting goals in one areas of my life. So I would maybe only just set goals for my career or my health, but I don't really focus on potentially my fitness or my spiritual growth or my relationships and so forth. And ever since I started kind of looking at it holistically, my quality of life has improved a lot. So that's why I wanted to share that with you. And the other reason I use the word sustainable is because I also used to set a lot of goals that are just not sustainable over time, setting too many things to do at once, or it's not really sustainable in different areas of my life. An example would be, I'd be focused on getting that career goal realized at the detriment to my health. So that's why it wasn't sustainable. And I thought it'd be really good to touch on that. All right. And I've mentioned this before and I'll mention it again. If you are listening to this mid-year, I don't know, March, September, it doesn't matter. You don't have to set goals in January. You don't have to start them on Mondays. You can set new goals whenever you want. You can start something new whenever you want. Because one thing I notice in a lot of people is that a lot of people seem to go through goal setting in January and seem to want to start something on Monday. So if whether it be healthy eating or going to the gym, I always hear people going like, I'll start on Monday again. I screwed it up. So I'm going to start next Monday. So you don't really have to wait until Monday to start anything or you don't have to wait until the year ends so that you can start fresh. You can start fresh whenever you want. All right. That was a bit of a tangent, but hopefully I got my message across that you can start your goals whenever you want, whenever you please to do so. Therefore, this podcast is for you if you're going through that process, whenever that time would be. And and the other thing I also wanted to mention is that 
you don't really have to have goals for a certain period, like an organization. You know, it doesn't have to be a 12-month goal. It doesn't have to be a 10-year goal. You can define the time frame. It doesn't have to be one week. It doesn't have to be one month. And obviously, it's helpful because we have those measurements in place in our lives and in society. So it's a bit easier to mention, but I mean, uh, capture. But it doesn't mean that you have to stick to those rules. So for example, if you're in school, if you've got three month window that you want to do something, obviously that's good time. Or if you've got, I don't know, 19 weeks this year that you want to focus on something, obviously that's your time frame to choose. Don't restrict yourself in sticking to societal kind of expectations or norms of what goal setting is and when to start. So I thought I would just remind you of that. All right, what I'm going to talk about is they're kind of different steps, phases of goal setting. I've got four different phases. And the first one is just getting the kind of the wish list going and making sure that you've listed everything that you want to focus on. And then the next step is to prioritize them and then make sure that they're achievable and smart and so forth. And then just putting it into plan and I'll go through all of that in detail now. So step number one is putting all of your goals in one place. I typically like to do it on a piece of paper because I like writing for some reason that just the process of writing with my hand on a piece of paper helps me slow down and really think about what I'm writing down and really get it clear in my mind because when I type, I type pretty quickly. So I end up typing a lot of words that sometimes doesn't make sense or isn't really concise. And for me personally, it really helps me to kind of slow down that process because when I'm writing down, I don't want to, my hands aren't fast enough to keep up with my mind. So it helps me slow down and really think about what do I want to write down. But if you are more comfortable with typing or any other means, feel free to do so. But personally, I like writing. So I'm just going to use that example throughout the whole episode as writing down. But you can obviously translate it to Word document or Excel or just typing it up in an email, whatever is more comfortable or gets you in that groove of planning. So feel free to do that. Having said all of this, I like to get everything on one piece of paper. If you're using a document or a computer, just type everything, dump everything on one file, whatever you're using. So I kind of go through different types of modalities or different types of checklists to make sure that I'm covering everything. First thing or task I do or action I take when I'm setting, writing down the list of my goal wish list is to think about what I want to achieve in the next 12 months. And again, it doesn't have to be 12 months. You can give whatever frame we want, but because I'm doing my kind of annual planning as I normally do, and it is January, I'm going to use the term 12 months or the next year, but feel free to choose whatever time frame you want to do. I usually think about this in January and go, okay, what are the things that I must do this year or I would really, really like to do this year. For example, last year I had a target for an X amount to save and I really wanted to get promoted last year and wanted to make sure that my passport, that my new citizenship in Australia was all sorted out. Those are the things that I would list down. 
yeah, just think about when you think about the next 12 months or whatever time frame that you're working with, when you kind of look forward to this time frame, what are the things that seem really important that you want to get done? So just list them down for now. We're going to edit it later on. We're just in the creative moment of kind of listing everything down so you don't have to go through that judgment process just yet. Just feel, know that we're going to edit this later on. Don't really think about is it achievable, is it this or that. Don't go through that process, just jot them down. The next thing we want to do is think about what your aspirations are in the long term. When I think about goal setting, it's probably more kind of specific, something that is actionable or something that I can get done. But for example, when I think about long term, and and long term means different timeframes for for different people. So for example, for health, I've got a quite a long term plan because I do want to age gracefully and healthily. And for me, that's me being able to really keep up with movement, making sure that I'm still enjoying my life and not wanting to really have pains in the future. I do a lot of preventative things in my life. That could be one example. At the moment, I am thinking about kind of my career change. When I think about in the next 10 years, I want to be doing something else. So just think about something that you want to kind of directionally think about where you want to be and then go backwards from there. For example, if you want to move to another country in the next three years, what are the avenues that you could do that? with. One of the things I wanted to do was move overseas and the options for me were, okay, I could go to study abroad or I could get a job and that could help me move to another country. And at the time, I didn't have the possibility of just going on a working holiday visa. So those were the options. And what that led to me doing was applying for jobs that could potentially facilitate me Uh, in moving overseas and getting that job and then just working towards it and it actually ended up happening. So when you think about that long-term plan, what are the things that you want to do? And then in the time frame that you're working with, so whether it's 12 months or three months, whatever time frame that you're working with, what are the kind of first steps that you want to take towards that long-term goal? If you go back to my example of wanting to move overseas, my very first step was to decide whether I want to do that through work or through studying. Once I've decided that it was work, I started looking for those organizations that could facilitate my overseas move. And then I started applying to that job. Those are the kind of things that you want to add on. So think about, you know, maybe three-year, five-year, 10-year aspirations and think about what you want to do towards that aspiration in the time frame that you're working with. So in the next 12 months for me in this example. All right, and I don't want you to overthink it too much. Whatever comes up, jot it down. Some people get overwhelmed because when they think about 10 years, they go like, oh, I don't know what I need to do. I need to do so many things and I'm now just, I'm overwhelmed. That's not the best approach. The key thing to do there is, yes, directionally in the long term, that's what I wanna do. But what's the first step or the first or second step that I want to take in this short time period? Because 
it's probably not feasible to do everything that you write down everything that you want to do in the next 10 years. So just write down what is the most important first step that you want to take. Okay. And the next thing you want to do is just look at your list and see if you've covered different kind of categories of your life. And I'll give you examples now and have a look at whether you've covered some of them or not and whether they're important for you to cover them or not. So does your goal or or wish list include anything around personal development, spiritual growth? So if that's an area of importance for you, do you have anything listed to achieve in that area? And again, don't overthink it. If you have something, just jot it down. Again, we're going to go through this list again afterwards. Financial goal is a very common one that I see, and I usually have one as well. So if you want to have savings or investment or whatever you want to do financially, jot it down. A business or a career goals. I don't know if you're working for somebody, that could be a career goal. If you've got your own business, what are your ambitions and goals for your business? intellectual goals. So anything that you want to learn and make sure that you understand or studying potentially health and fitness goal. So when I talk about health, I'm talking about physical and mental health. How do you want to feel in your physical body? And also, how do you want to feel mentally? And to me, this is very important. I really think that a lot of people miss this part. Honestly, I've missed it for a long time and I start incorporating this and to me this really changed the quality of my life. One thing I've decided was I want to feel more peaceful, more calm. What are the things that I need to do to achieve that? So that was a goal for me, fitness goal. So do you want to be able to do something physically or do you want to get more fit? An example for me is to be more flexible. So I'm working on that. Any goals around family, relationships, social goals, so friendships. What do you want to do? Is there anything that you want to achieve this year? Another thing that a lot of people miss is fun and recreational activities or goals. Is there something that really lights you up and that just helps you feel great that you want to do this year? or whatever time frame you're working with. So it could be, for me, it's usually traveling. I love traveling. So to me, that's something that I really, really want to do. So I might put something down like, oh, traveling to X country for X period, if I already know. But usually I don't need to put this on a goal because it's just always a top priority for me. So it usually happens every year. But if you want to put that as a goal, if there's a country that you've been wanting to visit or something fun that you've been wanting to do and you really want to do it in this time period, put that as a goal so you can kind of mark it off. All right. When I read through this list, just ask yourself or notice the goals that you've written down, jotted down. Were there any areas that you were missing? And is that something that you typically do? The reason I'm asking that is For example, for a long time, when I set goals for myself, it was very much career-oriented, not so much financial, but sometimes financially oriented, but I really missed the health part. So I've never had goals around my health or relationships, and because of that, 
I really deprioritized them and it, my health and my relationships suffered because of it. So that's why I start adding these goals to my list so that I don't start deprioritizing them and also just making sure that I remind myself that these are important in my life. If you consistently miss certain areas, and what I've gone through is not an exhaustive list. So if there's anything that obviously a category or something that's more important that I haven't listed, obviously you're more than welcome to list that. But the exercise I really want you to do is just notice what you typically focus on and what you don't focus on and how that's impacting your life. For me, not focusing on my health really impacted my overall quality of my life because I was getting headaches, because I was working too much and, you know, not prioritizing my health at all. Just want you to notice that for yourself. Okay, now the first step is done. So you've basically gone through different areas, jotted down all of the goals, areas that you've missed, jotted them down. So you've got a random list of goals that you want to achieve, potentially in the next 12 months or whatever frame time frame that you're working with. So the next step that you want to do is start prioritizing them. This is actually a technique that I learned to use at work. And because I love it so much, I usually do it for my work priorities. And I've started doing it for my personal goal setting as well. I use this um, matrix from Eisenhower's. A lot of you might be familiar with it. Basically, you've got four quadrants that categorize urgent, not urgent, and important and not important. At the top, you've got urgent and not urgent. And then on the vertical axis, you've got important and not important. So the idea is when you categorize the goals that you've listed into urgent, important, or urgent, not important, not urgent, important, and not urgent, not important. So ideally, Everything that you've listed in urgent important should be in your goal setting. And then you want to think about from the urgent and not important, whether that needs to be in your goal setting and also important and not urgent, whether you want to, whether you have capacity to do it this year or in this time frame, or it can wait even though it's important and obviously not important and not urgent things. You don't necessarily need to worry about too much, right? Go through your list and do that process and prioritize them. Obviously, you might have a lot of items in the urgent and important list. Once you have that, go through them and just really think about what is the number one thing that you want to achieve this year. So it would help you, this matrix will help you really narrow it down to what are the urgent and important goals that you want to focus on. Let's say you, you wrote down something like 30 items and you've got urgent and important 10 items. It really will help you narrow it down. And then I want you to start listing them from most important to least important out of the urgent and important list. So what are the kind of top, top things? And the reason I want you to do that is because Throughout the time frame, things happen, you know, unplanned, and you might have to choose between which priority that you want to focus on. And this 
rigorous process of really prioritizing from the top will help you in that moment because you know which is more important or more urgent for you to do than the other. Okay, that's the second step. And the third step is to make sure that your goals are SMART. When I say SMART, it's an abbreviation. So S stands for specific, M stands for measurable, A stands for achievable, R stands for realistic, and T stands for timely. When you go through your goals, you want to be very specific in terms of what you want. For example, I talked about a health goal and it's a bit, money goal is relatively easy to measure or can be specific on, but things like health is a bit vague or can be vague for me. Instead of saying, I want to feel good this year, I took it down to my digestion is not great. So I would like to focus on my digestion this year. And I would love to be able to feel good about my digestion. So things like that to make sure that it's very specific, because if it's vague, um, you're less likely to really focus on it because you need time to really think about, okay, what do I mean by feeling good? What do I mean by this? I'm not really sure. Thinking about it earlier in the process really, really will help you chase after that goal. So make sure it's, it's specific. The next thing that you want to make sure is measurable. Things like money goals are easy to measure because it's a number. So if you say, I want to save, I don't know, $10,000 this year, it's a number that you can kind of see, right? But if you say, going back to my example of health, I want to improve my digestion. How do you measure that? It could be feeling great when I eat gluten or going to the toilet X number of times. Just make sure that it's measurable so that you can kind of notice whether you're making an improvement or achieving that or not. So for example, this year, I want to be more flexible. And the way that I'm going to measure that is to see if I can do splits, like how far I'm from doing splits. I don't think I'll be able to do that this year. But I know where I am right now because, you know, I've done that kind of, I've noted that in my brain and I know how far I have come at the end of the year. And the next thing I want to make sure is your goals are achievable. When I say achievable, I'm talking about whether it's in your power to do. You don't want goals like something that you can't control, right? Like, oh, I want my father to give me a gift. You can't really control another person. It should be something that you can do independently, relatively, to be able to achieve. So just go through that goal and make sure that it's achievable and it's within your power to achieve. And I'm just going to take a quick side note to just give you a detail of what I mean by powers. In my coaching, we talk about personal power, which is what you think, what you feel, what you say, what you do. These are the only four powers that you've got. You don't have control over anybody. You don't have control over anybody else's feelings or external circumstances. So just make sure that the goals that you're setting are achievable and that are in your power. You can't say, I want so-and-so to forgive me because it's not in your power. 
And the R stands for realistic. So you want to make sure your goals are realistic, right? I can't put something like, oh, I want to become a teen star because I'm not a teenager anymore. So it needs to be realistic, feasible. So just make sure that it's realistic and that's something achievable, obviously. And then needs to be timely. Make sure that it's feasible or realistic to achieve in the time frame that you're working with, right? If I say, if I'm, if my goal is to, for example, do splits, but my time frame's only a month, it might be a bit challenging given that I'm very far from it. So obviously you know yourself better and you know where you are better than anybody else. So you're more likely to know what timely means. But just for me, for example, being able to do splits in a month is just not very feasible. It's just not possible in that time frame. Go through that and make sure that you've gone through it. And again, that will help you really specify your goals, making sure that they're achievable, you know, measurable. It would get a good sense of what you really want to do because sometimes some of them aren't timely, some of them aren't feasible or achievable. These goals might drop out until a better time comes for you to work on them. Okay, lastly, but not leastly, step number four is to put that into action. Now you've gone through the creative process of writing everything down, you've prioritized them, you've categorized them, you've made sure that they're smart, achievable, you know, timely, and so forth. And what you want to do is plan it out throughout the time frame. And for me, this is a very critical step because I know a lot of people, you know, jot down their goals, but they don't really plan it out in terms of, okay, which month do you want to work on it? And then a lot of people find themselves at the end of the year and go, oh, shoot, I haven't done that, right? For example, my goal of being more flexible and specifically being able to do splits at the end of the year, I know one month is not enough, so I'm not going to wait until December to start it. So I've signed up to yoga class and I just make sure I go every week and I already can feel the improvements that's happening and that's already in my plan. It's already in kind of on track, let's say. I usually plan my months and weeks and days out because I do work with a lot of different themes of things. As you've noticed that I go, I have different types of goals. And then on top of that, I have demanding job. So to keep up with everything, I do a lot of planning and it keeps me sane, to be honest. But whatever time frame works for you, right? Like you don't want to create something that is so convoluted and so time consuming and so dreading that you end up not wanting to do it at all. Do something simple that works for you. A lot of planning works for me, but it doesn't mean that it will work for you. Pick a time frame that you want to work on and just kind of start planning it out throughout the time period that you're working. If you're working with weeks, okay, which are the week, which week do you want to start? And do you want to do it on a weekly basis? Do you want to do it every other week? How do you want to plan it out? And do that for every single goal. Because I have quite a tight schedule on my calendar with my work, I go through my calendar and I just go through everything every week. 
So my calendar is the best place to kind of slot things on because if it's not in my calendar, it's very unlikely for me to get done because that's all the time I've got. We all have 24 hours. If my all day schedule is booked and I put something on top of the list, it's very likely to not get done because my free time is already booked, right? And I understand that not every one of you is as blocked out as I am potentially. For me, it's very important to kind of put the time in and plan the time in so that I know when to do what. You don't have to do it in a calendar, but just even thinking about, okay, if I want to do that trip, probably maybe July is the month. So I wanted to think about it, even just at a high level, like that is really, really important so that you don't miss it and you don't go in December. I'm like, oh, I forgot to do this or the time didn't come up. All right, that's the end of it. And... I really hope this was helpful for you. If you have any questions or if you wanted to get any more information on any of the items that I talked about today or comments or you know suggestions for improvement for me to plan a little bit better, let me know. And I hope to hear from you soon. And also thank you for listening to my podcast and thank you for tuning in. I hope this will help you set better goals, holistic goals, and sustainable goals and improve your life just as it did for me. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Thanks for tuning in to Unleash Your Potential. I hope you found today's episode helpful in your journey to reaching your potential. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss an episode. If you want to get in touch, you can always find me on Instagram at unleashyourpotentialig or by email at unleashyourpotentialpodcast at gmail.com with no space. Remember, keep prioritizing your growth and your potential. Until next time, bye!